Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Parshas Ki Seesaw is the third in a series of five parshios which deal extensively with the construction and operation of the Mishkan. As such, Parshas Kisisa begins with five sections, each one dealing with a different aspect of the Mishkan. The first section is that of the Machsisa Shekel, of the half shekel, that every Jewish adult male had to give, and which was used to to uh, to raise funds and materials for the construction and operation of the Mishkan. The second of these sections is that of the Kior. The Torah commands us, Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu to, to see to it that the, the Mishkan will have a special vessel from which the Kohanim will wash their hands and feet. Then Hashem commands Moshe Rabbeinu about the Shemen HaMishcha, a specially concocted anointing oil, which will be used to anoint and to sanctify all of the different elements in the Mishkan. Fourth, Hashem commands Moshe about the Keturah Sasamim, the incense that will be burnt on the golden Mizbeach inside the Mishkan. Fifth, Hashem introduces to us and to Moshe Rabbeinu the two chief craftsmen who are charged with the job of building the Mishkan, Bitzalel and Ahaliyov. And then we have a sixth section of text, text, which on its most superficial level does not seem to be talking about the Mishkan. We read in Perak Lamed Aleph, Pasik Yud Gimel, V'yatoh and you, Moshe, Daber al-Bnei Yisrael lemor. Speak to the Bnei Yisrael, saying as following, Ach Only my Shabbosais, my Sabbaths, Tishmoiru, you shall keep. Ki osi beni uvenechem sechem, because it is a sign between me and you for your generations, Ladas, to know, Ki ani Hashem mekadishchem, because I am Hashem who makes you holy. And so on. We have several more psukim telling us that we must cease from Malacha on Shabbos. Now, Rashi comments on the word, comments on this Pasuk. V'yatoh daber al-bnei Yisrael. Says Rashi, V'yatoh, and you, Moshe Rabbeinu, afal pi shehifkadetichel ditzavosim amaleches amishkan. Even though I have commanded, I have put it into your, I have made it your job, to command the Bnei Yisrael regarding the Malachas HaMishkan, the building of the Mishkan. Al yakil be'enecha, let it not be light in your eyes, lidchaisas Shabbos to push off Shabbos, mibnei oisa malacha, because of that malacha. In other words, although you have to build the Mishkan, but do not build it, do not engage in its construction on Shabbos. And Rashi continues, 
Rashi says, Even though you will be literally chased, meaning you will be in haste because of the mitzvah, to do the malacha in an alacritous fashion, but Shabbos al do not push away Shabbos because of the urgency of constructing the Mishkan. You have to keep Shabbos. And Rashi says, Kol achen v'rakin miutin. Anytime we have the words ach or rak in the Torah, these are miutin, these are exceptions. They indicate that something is excluded from a certain commandment. L'ma'et Shabbos mimoleches ha-mishkan. And this word ach is coming to exclude Shabbos from the work of the Mishkan, meaning the work, the task of building the Mishkan. It's a very important task, but it should not be done on Shabbos. And now Rashi continues, Ki osi beni uveinechem, because it, Shabbos, is a sign between me and you. Os gedulahi beinenu, it is a great sign between us that I have chosen you. Rashi says, that I have chosen you, when I gave to you as an inheritance the day of my rest for resting, in other words, that you will rest on the same day that I, quote-unquote, rested during after the six days of creation, in order to know, says Rashi, in order that the nations will know that I am Hashem who makes you holy. Now, if we take a look at the totality of this Pusik and the different comments that Rashi makes on it, so we, it comes out that the beginning of the Pusik talks about not building the Mishkan on Shabbos. The beginning of the Pusik says, don't do the work of building the Mishkan on Shabbos. The end of the Pasuk talks about the Kedusha of Klal Yisrael. It says, Ani Hashem Shem, I am Hashem who makes you holy. In other words, you are holy. Now, this is not entirely understandable. I wouldn't say there's a kasha, but I would say it needs explanation. Exactly what is the connection between these two points? The beginning of the Pasuk says, Make sure that although you're building the Mishkan, don't do so on Shabbos. Okay. Now, we, if, if we were to be writing the Pasuk, we might conclude with some sort of statement like, because Shabbos is more important than building the Mishkan. But that's not what the Torah says. What the Torah says is, because you, Klai Yisrael, are very holy. So it's not 100% clear what is the connection between these two points. And that is the, the topic that I am going to attempt to explain in this shi'ar. I believe that the key to understanding this question is, can be found in a Pasuk and in two Rashi comments near the beginning of this week's Parsha, Parsha's Kisisa. Perik Lamed, Pasuk, Tez Zion says, you, Moshe, will take the silver of atonement from the Menei Yisrael, meaning you will take from each Jewish adult male a half shekel, 
and you will take that uh, silver of atonement from the Bnei Yisrael, v'nasata oso alavedas oil mayed, and you will give it for the for the purpose of the avedas oil mayed of the service in the oil mayed in the tent of meaning, tent of meeting, meaning the mishkan, etc. Now Rashi says about this is actually a quite a long Rashi. We will. Uh, Quote part of it. Rashi says, Venasata oso alavaitis oil mayed, Lamadta shinitstavo limnaisam, betchilas nidvisa mishkan. Rashi says, From here you learn that Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded to count the Bene Yisrael by means of taking a half shekel from each person, betchilas nidvisa mishkan, at the beginning of the donations for the mishkan. Achar masa ha'egel which took place following the sin of the golden calf. Mipne, what's the connection between the sin of the golden calf and then why was that followed by a collection being made to, to donate the materials needed for the Mishkan? Mipne shenichnes behem magefa, because as a consequence of the cheta egel, so a magefa, a plague, uh, uh, ravaged Klal Yisrael, as it says in the Pesach, that Hashem struck the people with a plague. And now Rashi says, Mushal. And this can be understood, meaning this connection between the plague following the Cheta Egel and then the donation drive for the Mishkan can be explained with a Mushal. Letzayin hachaviva al ba'alecha can be explained with a parable about a flock of sheep that was beloved to its master, to its owner. But then a, a plague, a, a disease fell upon this flock of sheep. When the plague finally stopped, so the owner said to the shepherd, I request you, count my sheep, count my flock, see how many sheep are there, and know, find out, how many are left over. Why does the Raya do this? Rashi says it's not merely in a, a matter of accounting, but rather it is to let it be known that this flock of sheep is very dear to him. It is beloved to him. So similarly, Rashi says at the end of this long piece, so he says, La'achar Yom Kippurim, after Yom Kippur, the Chete Egel took place on the 17th of Tammuz. So now after Yom Kippur, Shinitzratzo HaMokom Yisrael L'Sloyach Lahem, at that time HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed to forgive the Klai Yisrael, so then, Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded regarding the Mishkan, meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that it is now the time to count how many Jews, how many of my beloved Jews are left over from this plague that was a consequence of the Cheta Egel. Many Jews died in that plague, and now, because I love my Klai Yisrael so much, 
I want to know how many are left over. So take a half shekel from each person and see how many are remaining. And then Rashi says, What will you do with all of these silver coins? You will use them for the oil mayad, for the Mishkan. Says Rashi, This refers to the Adonim that were made with the silver. All of this silver, according to Rashi, all the silver that was raised by taking a half shekel from each Jew was used to make the silver sockets. These were blocks of silver that, that were, had hollow spaces inside of them, sort of like a, a cement building block that is used today, only it was made of silver. And the krushim, the planks that formed the walls of the Mishkan, fit into these, those hollow spaces of the Adonim, and that's what held up the planks. Rashi uh, says, actually, earlier in this same, in this same piece, that if we will uh, make a calculation of how much silver was raised, it was exactly the amount that was necessary to build, to, to form these Adonim. Now, what do we see from this Rashi? What was the foundation of the Mikdash built from? It was built from silver, which was raised by taking a certain coin from every, every adult male Jew. Each adult male Jew, of course, representing himself and his family. And why was, a, why was this silver taken? Not only just simply as a means to an end, to provide some silver that was needed for the construction of the Mishkan, but the silver was taken as a way of a Kodesh Baruch Hu to express his love of Kala Yisrael, by showing that even though some are now missing as a result of the Chet Eagle, but he loves those who are left over. So it would come out that the Adonim, which are the foundation of the Mishkan, are a representation, a physical representation of what? Of the Kedusha of Klal Yisrael, of the greatness and the beloved quality of Klal Yisrael. That is what formed the foundation of the Mishkan. Now that we know that the Kedusha of the Mishkan is a representation, it is an outgrowth of the Kedusha of the Klal Yisrael, we can now understand the Pasuk with which we began. The Pasuk said, You, Moshe, speak to the Bnei Yisrael, saying, You must keep my Shabbos, which, as Rashi said, means, even though you are involved in this very important task of building the Mishkan, but Shabbos, you must stop. Ki, because, osi because it is a sign between me and you for your generations, ladas, to know, ki ani that I am Hashem who makes you holy. So as we spoke, the Pasuk begins by saying, don't build the Mishkan on Shabbos. The Pasuk ends by saying, because Shabbos shows that Jews are holy. 
the connection between the first half of the Pusik and the second half of the Pusik needs to be understood. And I think we are now ready to understand it. Because to build the Mishkan on Shabbos would be counterproductive. It actually would not help to finish the work earlier. Because since not keeping Shabbos would reduce the holiness of Klai Yisrael, because Shabbos shows that Hashem makes us holy, the less we keep Shabbos, the less holy we would be. So therefore, this would reduce our ability to create the Kedusha of the Mishkan, whose Kedusha is a a concrete expression of our own Kedusha. So one could not say, it is not logical to say, let's hurry up and finish the Mishkan by building it on Shabbos. If we would build the Mishkan on Shabbos, we would not be able to create a Mishkan. I think that, that is how we can understand the connection between the two parts of the Pasuk. And in fact, if we look in the commentary of Rabbi Ovadia Safarno, on, the, on this Pasuk, I think we will see almost exactly this idea. The Sforno says as follows, Even though I commanded you regarding the building of the Mishkan, I commanded you to build it. Nonetheless, My Sabbaths you must observe. Do not push them off for the sake of the Mishkan. Because Shabbos is a sign between me and you, says the Sforno, if you will damage this sign, if you will damage Shabbos by not keeping it, then there is no place at all to make the Mishkan that I should dwell amongst you. Now, I suppose one could say, that this forno simply means that violating Shabbos would be such a terrible sin that, uh, that I, Hashem, will not want to dwell amongst you. But I think the meaning is, is not exactly that. I think the meaning is <clears throat> what we just explained. He is saying, if you will be mekalkel Shabbos, if you will damage Shabbos, then there will be no capability. You will not have the capability to make a mishkan in which I will dwell. Because the the foundation of the Mishkan is the Adonim, and the Adonim were made out of coins that were collected for the purpose of demonstrating Hashem's love for Kla Yisrael and Hashem's recognition of the Kedusha of Kla Yisrael. In other words, the foundation of the Mishkan is the Kedusha of Kla Yisrael, and therefore, if we reduce the Kedusha of Kla Yisrael by violating Shabbos, we thereby make it impossible for ourselves to create the Kedusha of the Mishkan. There is another halacha that is derived from this Pasuk, Ranban discusses this halacha, and Ranban quotes the Gemara, or the Torah's Kahanim, that although we must keep Shabbos, as it says, es tishmoiru, however, if there is a case of pikuach nefesh, if there is a Jew whose life is in danger, and we can save his life by uh, transgressing the normal rules of Shabbos, we must do so. 
And that is perfectly permitted, and not only permitted, but obligatory. Without going into all of the technicalities, Ramban uh, feels that this is really the main point of this Pasuk. He disagrees with Rashi's drasha regarding building the Mishkan on Shabbos. He agrees with the Halacha, but he disagrees with Rashi's derivation of the Halacha. Ramban says the main thrust of this Pasuk is to tell us that Pikuach Nefesh is permitted on Shabbos. The Maral in Sefer Gur Aryeh uh, defends Rashi, and he says that Rashi holds that actually both halachas can be derived from this Pasuk. Uh, those who are interested in the technicalities, please see the Gur Aryeh. But I'd just like to discuss the phenomenon that according to Gur Aryeh, there are two halachas that are learned out from this Pasuk. Number one, the one that Rashi mentions explicitly, that this Pasuk is telling us, do not uh, violate the normal laws of Shabbos in order to build the Mishkan. Number two, which Rashi does not mention, but the Maral says he would agree that it also comes from this Pasuk. Number two is that if there is a case of pikuach nefesh, if it's a matter of saving someone's life, a Jew's life, we may violate the normal rules of Shabbos. Why are these two aspects of Hilchai Shabbos mentioned in this one Pasuk? Or perhaps we could ex- uh, state the question a little bit differently. The Halacha number one, which is about not building the Mishkan on Shabbos, so it's very understandable why that is stated here in this Pasuk about Shabbos, rather in the many other Psukim in the Torah that talk about Shabbos. Because we are here in Parshas Kisisa, and as I said at the beginning of the Shi'ar, Parshas Kisisa, to a large extent, talks about the Mishkan. So this would be a very normal place for the Torah to say whether you're allowed to build the Mishkan on Shabbos or not. But why would the Torah choose this to be the place to state the very important halacha that Pikuach Nefesh pushes off Shabbos? The Torah could have said that in one of the many other places where it talks about Shabbos. Why did it put it into this parsha, which is talking about Shabbos in terms of the building of the Mishkan? And I think we can understand this based on what we said before. Because really, these two halachas are kind of the two sides of the same coin. The fundamental point here is that the Kedusha of the Mishkan is the Kedusha of Klai Yisrael. From this fundamental point, it comes out two halachas. It comes out these two halachas that we, that we are discussing. Halacha number one, we may not violate the Shabbos in order to hasten the completion of the construction of the Mishkan, because, as we explained, you'd end up without a Mishkan. If Klai Yisrael is not holy, or if Klai Yisrael is, is less holy because of its failure to keep the Shabbos, so then the Mishkan, could not, they could not create the Mishkan. The inverse, the other side of this coin, is that if there is a Jewish life that is in danger, you must violate the normal halachas of Shabbos, because every additional Jewish life means a little bit of additional Kedushas Yisrael, and that is a little bit of extra Kedushas Yisrael that can be then concretized, that can then be put into practice, so to speak, 
in the building of the Mishkan. That's another piece of Kedusha Yisrael that can serve as another brick in the foundation of the Kedusha of the Mishkan. So these two halachas are like two sides of one coin. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash